Hello, everyone. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Thanks for joining. I want to jump right into really some fire that's just inside of me right now. I had nothing written down, no lesson or anything planned. Uh, but today, something just swelled up in, inside of me. And I said, I got to post about this right now. So this topic is going to be called You Have Been Lied To or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm going to call it You Have Been Lied To or You Are Being Lied To, something like that. So the premise around this is that there's so many negative thoughts we feed ourselves or we're being fed on a daily basis. And I feel like recently I've been under an attack myself. And so when I was thinking about you guys, I thought, you know what? I always do well when I just talk about what's going on in, in my own doggone life. So we have to take these negative thoughts and make it to be obedient to Christ. We have to literally force it right into the presence of God. So today I kind of got upset about some things because I thought, man, you know, it seemed like every day there's something that's happening that's kind of throwing me in one direction or another. And it's almost like I'm being fed this negativity from different angles. And I'm like, you know what? No, uh, uh-uh. it's not what it seems like. The enemy is lying to me and I'm believing lies from the enemy. And I'd be dang if the devil is going to win at this. So I want to start with second Corinthians 10, five, and I'm not going to talk to you for too long, but I just got to get this fire out of me because it's welling up inside. I'm mad, but I feel it's a righteous anger. And I'm hoping that this is going to bless you. Second Corinthians 10, five teaches us. I'm going to start in verse four. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Uh Oh, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So let that sit in you for a moment. So I literally today, I kid you not, it wasn't even an hour ago. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a lie of what I'm thinking. This is not true. I'm not off track. This part is not happening the way I think it's going to be. No, 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 no. You're going to sit your butt into the presence of my God. And you're going to have to be thrown into this fire. And I'm talking to the lie. And I know that makes that that sounds a little odd. But in my mind, I'm talking to the thoughts and saying, no, no, no. You're going to have to sit in front of God and hold yourself to be true. Is it true? So let me give you some examples. If you're tempted to feel like just, you know, giving up, I'm tired. I'm tired of being nice to this person or trying to do what's right. And I'm not getting anything in return or, or, uh, I'm just in, just in general, just in general in life, tired of just dealing with some of the same issues. There's a passage that I was thinking through today and I says, wait a minute. No, no, no. Galatians 6, 9 teaches me, do not grow weary in doing good. For at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. If what? If you do not give up. So I literally had to say to myself, let me put that passage to use in my life and let me put that around this lie that's trying to be fed to me. I'm doing good. Do not grow weary in doing good. And I may not see all the progress from the things I've been doing, which was one of the things I was struggling with a little bit. There's a couple areas where I feel like I'm lagging behind because I'm naturally a doer, just so you know. Um, and I thought, no, 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 no. Galatians 6, 9 teaches me don't grow weary in doing good. You will reap a harvest at the proper time if you don't give up. And there's another passage that came to mind when I was thinking through uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. I don't even have to turn to that one because you guys know what that one is. When he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I have to literally sit that scripture uh, uh, literally in front of the lie that tries to tell me that, you know what? God doesn't really have any major plans for your life. You know, things are off skirt. You're not on schedule. You're not doing what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. I have to literally put that passage in front of the lie and say, oh, no, uh, uh-uh. you're going to have to sit in front of my father and hold yourself to be true. 
And I'm hoping that that encourages you because that is a lie. Does that make sense? Even if you're struggling with fears or things, you, you guys know Isaiah, what is it, 54, 17? Um, let, let me turn to it real quick. But Isaiah 54, 17, that talks about no weapon formed against us will ever prosper. We don't have to sit around in, in, in fear, fear of what somebody may say or do. I, I've seen so many posts from you guys, and I love hearing, reading through the comments. I know I can't always respond. I know I can't because we get, I get lots and lots of comments in every day now from all of the um, platforms that the podcast is on, not only the podcast channels, but the social media channels. But it's something interesting that I noticed uh, from a number of you is that there seems to be fears of doing what you know you need to do or you know you're capable of doing or using that gift God has given you, but in some kind of way of what people are going to say or do or think. And I think Isaiah 54, 17 is a beautiful verse to put in front of that lie. You tell that lie, no, 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 no. You're going to have to sit in front of the presence of God and hold yourself to be true. Because Isaiah 54, 17 is teaching me no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. In fact, it's funny. The other day, let me just slow down a little bit because I feel like I'm going too fast. The other day I was thinking through, well, every day, I think through Psalms 23. And the reason I love that psalm so much, not only did my grandpa teach me that, you know, uh, my grandfather was a minister, by the way, and I, the earlier part of my life up until I was a teenager, I grew up with my grandpa. But not only did he teach me that, but what's so beautiful about it. I mean, you know, it starts off, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He maketh me to lie down in the green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Here's the part I love. And I, I love when he talks about... Um, uh, let me see that right. That staff, they come from me when it gets in the part where it talks about um, anointing my head. It says the, um, putting you in the presence of um, oh Lord. I can't believe I'm forgetting it right now. Give me a second because I'm just going from memory. Um, um, uh, when he talks about um, sitting you in the seat in the presence of your enemies and anointing your head with oil. And it says, my cup runneth over. I love that it gives that, 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 that pattern of uh, preparing a seat for me. That's what it says. Thou preparest a seat for me in the presence of my mine enemies. Um, thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall, shall comfort me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that middle piece when it talks about sitting you in the presence of your enemies and anointing your head with oil. Because what I think about that passage when I'm tempted to be fearful of what people say, think, do to me or what have you. There's been so many situations in my life and I'm sure you can relate where at the end of the day when it all worked itself out, uh, those that came against me, it's as if God set them before me and anointed my head with oil. The oil overflowed and ended up in some kind of way blessing them. I know that sounds weird, you know, Now we've talked about that, the story of Joseph with how that happened with him. That's a whole nother subject. Remember his brother sold him into slavery. Remember everything that happened at Potiphar's house and when he went to jail and all that stuff. But remember what he ended up ruling over in the end and remember how his family, the very family that sold him into slavery came to him because of the famine and he ended up taking care of them and he wasn't even mad at him. He was like, Don, I'm not even mad because this needed to happen so that I can go ahead and do this. That verse gives me such I don't, I don't know if I should use the word power, but it helps me in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the mistreatment, in the midst of, of what I feel is not right to feel like, you know what? No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. The devil is a lie. 
And I'd be dang if I'm going to sit here and be stressed and worried about something I don't feel is going the way it should go. And in fact, when I think through the things that have happened in my life, and I wish you guys knew some more of my stories. As we do more and more, I'm going to share more. You would say, Z, you have to be kidding if I share with you some things that happened and how God turned it and worked it out. So anyway, that's one example um, of, of sitting that lie down, whatever fears you may be dealing with, sitting it into the presence of God and saying, you know what, hold on. You're going to have to show yourself to be true. Because Isaiah 54 is telling me something different. Psalm 23 is telling me something different. You guys get my point? There are some other passages as well. When I think about Romans 3, let's turn to that one. Romans 5, I'm sorry, Romans 5 verse 3. And again, you guys, this stuff isn't written down. It's off the top of my head. So bear with me as I kind of go through a few things. Uh, Romans 5, 3. Just bear with me because I'm trying my best to give you the fire that's inside of me uh, to encourage you. Uh, Romans 5, 3 talks about suffering. Now, you guys know I recently lost my son. It's not even been a couple weeks now, and I'm still dealing with that. But we all are suffering in our own ways, right? Everybody has something they're going through. And in fact, I'm getting messages from people all over the world, which blows my mind uh, from every continent, people that are messaging me and listening to this. I don't even know how that's happening, by the way, but some kind of way this podcast is everywhere now. Um, But one thing that's common with all of us is we all in some way or another have our type of suffering we're dealing with. And Romans 5, I'm going to try my best to read this without crying. Uh, uh, Let's start in verse, um, I don't know, maybe verse 3. It says, not only so, we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that suffering produces Uh Uh-oh, perseverance. That means I'm going to be able to stand. I'm going to be able to stand. Suffering produces perseverance. How can you be a person that perseveres if you ain't never been through nothing? So you're teaching God to help you to be strong, to help you be courageous, to help you be be able to persevere, but then you don't want to go through anything. Now, me losing my son is devastating, just so you know. But the devil is a lie. God is teaching me perseverance that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You are no different. Whatever it is you are going through, the suffering is not in vain. You're persevering. He's building that up in you. You can't get that, 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 that virtue. I guess that's what I can call it. If you ain't been through nothing, that's what keeps the imitators out. Everybody want to do something, but not everybody want to go through what they got to go through to become that person. So when they get to where God has taken them, they can stay there and maintain. Does that make sense? It's perseverance. So anyway, let me keep going. Not trying to preach. Again, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a minister. I'm just a woman that loves God. But I just am speaking with passion because it's just this fire in me right now. So anyway, let me keep going. Suffering produces perseverance. The next verse says perseverance then produces character. Uh Uh-oh. So now you're going to be known for something. Now you're going to be known as a woman or a man of God that knows how to take a stand. Not, now you're known. You know, it says perseverance produces character. So how can you uh, have a, a virtuous character if you ain't persevered and been through nothing? You just be a nice person. You get my point? And what's the next part? Perseverance then produces hope. And then it goes on to talk about hope does not disappoint us. Does that make sense? So the suffering is not in vain. So when you're going through what you're going through, and I'm not going to lie, every day to some degree I cry over my son. Don't get me wrong. I've not arrived. I want to make that clear. But there is something in me when I go to the lake, which is one of the last places I took my son before he passed. It's so extra special for me now because whenever I go there, I feel his presence. 
I go there and I sit before God. I cry. I have my moments. I may actually go back to work and then maybe lunch break or later in the day go back again or go to his gravesite and cry and do what I have to do. There's other things going on in my life you guys don't know about. And if you knew, you'd say, Z, you got to be actually making that up. I thought about that the other day. I thought, hmm, I wonder, can I go deeper with them with some other things that they should that they may want to know about? You know, there's so many things that 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 not only myself, but that you may be dealing with. But you know what? The devil hasn't won. I'm a woman of perseverance by the grace of God. My character is developed by the grace of God. There is hope in me, even in the midst of great sadness. So my point is, let me get back to the topic, because you guys know I'll go off topic a little bit. The topic was what you've been lied to or something like that. I think that's what I called it. So my point is, if you fall into that category where you feel like, Z, I'm with you. I've been suffering for so doggone long. Like, when is this going to let up? Like, this is ridiculous. I feel you. I understand. But what I want you to do, put that, whatever it is you're feeling, force that bad baby into the presence of God and say, you're going to have to sit here in front of my father. And, and, and now I need to see, now that you're sitting in front of my father, is this all done in vain? Am I suffering for nothing? Or is there something God's about to produce in this? Put it in front of God. You can't sit every day, day in and day out, believing all the lies that are being fed to you. You're going to find yourself depressed, sleeping all the time, going through th- a lot of unnecessary things you don't have to go through because you don't have that substance. You know, we, we, we've got to fight. We, we, we've got to we've got to put on the right armor. Remember, we did a lesson on that about the helmet of salvation. What is it? The, the belt of truth, uh, the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness. I think it is the, 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 the shield of faith. And, and remember, the sword is the word of God. I don't feel like picking up my Bible and reading it either. You guys think I naturally do. I actually don't, especially right now with what I'm going through with my son. But I have to force myself to pick up this sword. You see this Bible? As, as, as bad as, I mean, I really messed it up quite a bit, but I have to force myself to pick the sword up. This is how I, I put 2 Corinthians 10, 5 into, active, into action. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Does that make sense? I don't want to have to do this all the time when I'm feeling what I'm feeling. But you know what? When I don't, I'm weaker. I'm more negative. My outlook on life is more bleak. To be honest, I, I'm, I'm more tired. I don't, I, I'm not creative. I don't feel like doing anything. So there's times I literally have to tell myself, and I told myself this yesterday, because I'm really hard on myself if I don't do what I need to do or some, you know, I don't know if I feel like I'm behind schedule or what have you. I, 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 I started telling myself the other day, I said, you still saved. You still saved. So, for example, um, I mean, it's probably a weak example. I yell or say something crazy to my, my younger son. You guys know I have uh, still one younger child that'll be 18 next year. He's uh, going into his senior year in high school. And I say something, I don't know, get mad and say something and, and walk away feeling guilty. Uh, and, you know, I'll go back and apologize or whatever. But you know how some, some things you do and it can just carry with you? I've literally been saying to myself, wait, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't, I don't need to carry this around. I've asked God for forgiveness. I've told my son, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm still saved. I'm still saved. Romans 3.23 tells me that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all are messed up. We all are. And I've heard a number of you guys, uh, I've, I've read some of the comments when you, you email me. And it's amazing. Um, you know, 
some of you guys think I'm like an angel or something. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm messed up too. I mess up. I, I mess up all the time. I really do. I really do. We all are messed up. If you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to my podcast episode, I think it's called God uses messed up people. That would be a really, really, really good one for you to go back and listen to. And I kind of walk through the Bible from, um, all of them really, Abraham, Elijah, David, name somebody, all the messed up things that they did. And it really was pretty bad, to be quite honest with you. And I just remember that perspective of, oh, my God, we're all messed up. So that's another uh, lie. If you're feeling like, man, it's just me, you can put that lie. I like to say force it into the presence of God. Put that lie into God's presence and say, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I understand I keep messing up and Lord forgive me. But Romans 3.23 tells me all have sinned and fall short. That means we all jacked up together. Thank God for his grace. Lord, forgive me. Let me move on. But sometimes we can walk around with these lies. And, and, and if you guys just give me one more minute of your time, because I'm speaking from my heart, we can walk around with these lies of I'm not good enough. Um, will I ever be able to accomplish this or that? Or, man, maybe God is against me. Or why is it that everybody else, nobody else seemed to be having issues. And every time I turn around, I'm dealing with this or that, or, you know, what's going on with me with, with, in this area, when would this ever materialize into what the vision God gave me? Sometimes we can walk around with all of that and we have to remember, and I'm so glad God put this in my heart. He said, Z, put this, put this in front of me, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I'm going to say that again. And that's in, uh, what did I say? Second Corinthians 10, five, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Well, how are we going to make it obedient to Christ? Well, we got to know what Christ said. So find some scriptures in the Bible, you know, pick up your sword, find some scriptures that you can hold on to. So when you're tempted with those fears, like I just said, you can go to Isaiah 54, 17, be like, oh yeah, that's right. You can go to your Psalm 23 or whatever other passages. I mean, there's a gazillion I can go through in here. You get my point? You've been lied to. And, and, and what's weird is everything I go through, you guys seem to be going through it as well. So I can't wait to read the comments because I'm probably not the only one that, I don't know, sometimes I get up in the morning and automatically there's some negative thoughts coming in my head, you know? Man, you should have got up an hour ago and been reading your Bible before you da 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 da. Or, or let's say you had a dream or an impure dream or something like that. And you're like, oh my goodness, God, how did that get in my spirit? Where did that come from, Lord? What, what did I do that, that 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 made you know that gave access for that to enter my dream? You know, just sometimes there's just these things. We are all human. We have to take captive these thoughts and make it obedient to Christ. I want to say that again and again and again. I believe that many of you are under negative attacks as I have been. And really, to be honest with you, it's just lies being fed to us. So get in your word, get in your scriptures. Again, I'm not a biblical scholar. I love God with all my heart and I soak in my Bible like you wouldn't believe, but I'm definitely not a minister, not a biblical scholar, but I know how to pick up this thing and find something read a story, find something that's going to encourage me and lift me out of that hole. So I just want to tell you, you've been lied to. You've been fed lies. Things are not as it seems. It's not as it seems. You're not as off track as you think you are. Perhaps he's building perseverance and character and hope in you. You get my point? The path that we're on, especially I just talked about my son dying. You know what? Horrible, horrible path. I don't wish it for anybody. 
But you know what? God has not forgotten about me. Satan wants to feed me that. You're doing all these good things for God and you love him. He's going to allow this to happen. Devil is a lie. I have to trust his plan even when I don't understand it. Because when I look back over my shoulders, everything I went through, every terrible thing I went through that at the time I did not understand, I cannot tell you how God made those crooked roads straight. So I just want to encourage you, get in your word. Realize you're being lied to. And when you're being fed these negative thoughts, you force those thoughts to sit his butt down into the presence of God and, and prove itself to be true. Now, if it's true, it's true. But sit it down in the presence of God and say, you're going to have to face my father. You're going to have to face my father. And we're going to have to see if this is true. Remember, the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians because they examined the scriptures daily to see if what the Apostle Paul said was true. Get in there and examine your scriptures. Don't take my word. You don't need to take my word. Get in your own Bible. Okay. Love you guys. Sorry I came a little strong, but I have this fire in me. I'm mad, but it's a righteous anger. And I just pray that you guys are encouraged. I love you. I love you. I love you. You guys are a part of my family now. I pray you've been uplifted. And I'm praying that the next time you're fed any negative thought, you say to yourself, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I'm still saved. This is a negative thought. Is this from my father or is this from somewhere else? Let me sit this in front of my father and put it to the test. Let me see, can it hold up to the fire? All right. Love you guys. This is Z. Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Bye-bye.